I am Evan. I'm here with four of my dearest friends uh, in a soon-to-be-renamed podcast about video games, other fun shit we're thinking about, stuff we're liking, this, that, the other. We're going to play every week two games from Steam that cost $5 or less uh, as a mandatory requirement. So hopefully we highlight some stuff, or at the very least we play some entertaining trash. This week, our games were selected by uh, none other than our own Calvert uh, up at the top, but so... Uh, let's go around the circle, and by circle I mean series of screens, uh, left to right, and introduce yourself, please. Uh, top left. Me, Daniel, also known as uh, Don Chinas or Flaming Hot Cheetle. Uh, take your pick. This guy, middle, middle top. M- me, I'm I'm Calvert. Uh, I don't really have any aliases. Nice. Allie. I'm Allie. And this guy. Uh, I'm Andrew, otherwise known as Mr. Too Damn Dipshit. Interesting. Oh. Cool. I'll, I'll be sure to keep that in mind, my friend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, an element of this podcast that I want to... Wait, uh, who are you? I'm Evan. I introduced myself at the beginning. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. At the top. Yeah. At the Come top. on. Like I'm the host. Mr. Dipshit over here. I'm the host. I'm the moderator. So soon. Uh... He's a simple man, yes. Uh, I am introducing uh, the DEFCON button, uh, which is an element I came up for the podcast last time, but I must reintroduce it for our what will be first-time listeners, uh, all one to three of you, uh, that will be enjoying this content after it is created. Uh, But to scream into the void further, the DEFCON button. Uh, It starts out at DEFCON 3. You're all going to see my lovely page of notes about the games. Oh, no way. Fuck you. Uh, Oh, Discord. Uh, uh, You see it right in the middle there? Right in the middle it says DEFCON 3. Uh, From my listeners, that's a notebook I held up. Um, And it says DEFCON 3. So every week we'll scale from DEFCON 3 through DEFCON 5. DEFCON 3, anyone can press the button, but there's only one button press per cast. Deathcon 3, you get to kick someone off their soapbox. They're done talking about that thing. Uh, you can enter a counterpoint if you want, or if you just want someone to stop talking about something, uh, or if you disagree with the take. Deathcon 3, they're out of there. Deathcon 4, uh, it's a similar thing. They're off their soapbox, but this time, uh, your opinion about that becomes canonized as the correct opinion. Uh, so if you enjoy being right about stuff, which I'm sure uh, who doesn't want to be right, uh, you may canonize your opinion as correct by going DEFCON 4. And DEFCON 5, the final step, uh, is you will take someone's opinion and you will reverse it. And they, that will also be canonized, so they may no longer have a disparate take than you on that. That will be canonized, and I'll be keeping notes. So all of that stuff is uh, well and memorized by me, and I will make sure we stick to it. Uh, in the last episode, nobody did press the button, but we're going to start over just for the sake of this time. Uh, things hopefully going well and working. Uh, uh, the... This is the perfect time for me to introduce my new segment called Um Actually, where uh, I point out that you're actually wrong. DEFCON goes from five to one being the most serious. Not DEFCON. This isn't DEFCON. This is DEFCON, okay. Right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. 
Uh, not to be confused with uh, the goth convention. Did you not convention. read the notebook? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, that's okay. Also, starting at three, going to five, doesn't really make sense. Either, it's but... a little less topical. Yeah, let's but... kind of, let's bring it back around here. So okay, uh, okay. a segment now that we're going to move into is, uh, again, one we introduced in the first episode, the last episode called Definitive Opinion. This time, rather than stacking it all at the front, we will be peppering our definitive opinions throughout the cast. Uh, here we go. So... Uh, this is the day after Halloween that we're recording. Uh, we played some spooky games for this cast, so I figure, uh, we're gonna do, I'm gonna theme things around general spookiness, creepiness. If you want to pretend we recorded this on Halloween, the day before, uh, you can. You can pretend whatever you want. Uh, so, uh, my definitive opinion here that I would like to hear from the chat you will say your thing. You don't get to say a piece. Just give me give me your one word. You have five seconds or less. Here we go. Vampires, werewolves, or zombies. Daniel. Vampires. Calvert. Werewolves. Allie. Vamps. Andy. Zombies. Me, uh, I am also team vampire. Uh, second, so what? That was... Three, three vamp, one, no, two, two zombie? No, no. Three, one, one. Three, one, one. Okay, three, one, nice, one. nice, nice, nice. Uh, then we will go from here to uh, which one is the spookiest? Vampires, werewolves, Whoa. or zombies? Daniel. Mm. Werewolves. Calvert. Ooh. Zombies. Allie. Zombies. Andy. You know, it's got to be zombies, baby. Yeah, I'm a big, uh, very scared of zombies as well. I'm not trying to get my, my noggin nod on, you know. I'd rather yeah. not. Uh, not like they'd get much to eat if they did. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking piece of shit, goddamn you. I'm the host of this podcast, dude. Uh, and, this, this shitty podcast? Yeah. Yes, this podcast, bro? Okay. Yes, I am. You think that makes you look good, dude? <laughs> Uh, just kidding disclaimer i'm just kidding uh, i know i know i know you're joking that concludes Uh, my segment of just joking around (laughs) dude your segments are really good andy Uh, just wait till my my crown jewel this episode okay i can't wait honestly uh and then finally uh which would you most want to have as a roommate uh vampire zombie or a werewolf uh daniel they won't kill you. They won't kill you. Yeah, it's like... Uh, yeah, I thought that was assumed. Yeah, yeah. 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 Calvert? Vampire. Allie? Werewolf, I guess. Andy? It's gotta be vampire for me. Uh, I'm picking werewolf as well. Uh, unfortunately, the werewolves do... A lot of hair. Do... It's a... But it's like only, only, only time one time a month. month. Only one time a month, you know? And they can, like, hang out with you and be chill. Like, the rest... They can, like, come out to bars and shit. I guess a vampire could, too. They just can't do daytime activities. Uh, they would be so loud at night. Uh, yeah, they would. Mm. They're doing. They're doing all their things. Carrying kind of a on. night owl anyway, so it works out. I think. Yeah, nice. Uh, cool, exactly. great. Uh, from here, let us launch into uh the first game that I want to talk about that we played, and it's going to be the game out of these two that I played first, uh, Night of the Consumer. Uh, this is a scary tinged game and to introduce the concept of the game will be this episode's selection man, uh, himself Calvert. Uh, why did you choose this game? What is this game? Uh, give me, you know, your general notes and thoughts on it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like I, like we're talking about, I was looking for things that were going to be kind of on the theme of, of spooky 
but I thought uh, that this would be an interesting one because uh, I think a majority of us have worked in retail environments. Um, and I think that, you know, it, it's uh, fun to maybe simulate things that we have some experience with to see whether or not how, how accurate they are. Um, and, you know, I think retail can be terrifying. So I thought that it would be appropriate. Um, but yeah, it's an arcadey um style first person game where you you run around a, a store a little supermart and you're tasked with stocking this the shelves as quickly as you can um before you're um harangued by the patrons of the store um so you're just trying to avoid them basically do your do your job but also not do your job so yeah strategically do just enough of your job uh i had a real yeah. roller coaster of emotions with this game uh, <laughs> yeah, it was initially, oh, initially i thought it was uh complete and total ass i was getting <laughs> annihilated i was thinking i'm never gonna memorize the layout of this fake store yeah. uh, and then i did memorize the layout of the fake store uh but yeah, it's a it's an interesting game. It is like they use a lot of like horror gamey kind of sound cues. Like you're gonna get hit with a lot of like zing, like really yeah. high crazy stings whenever you are uh, harassed by a customer. Uh, I just want to let's go around and say how long we played this game. I got tired of it at about I th I gave it way more of a fair shake than it deserves. I think I played it for like forty five minutes. Uh, Andrew. Uh, this is where I introduced my new segment called I Forgot. <laughs> where dude, bombshell segment, dude. Bombshell segment. <laughs> I forgot to play the games this week. And this one, I tried to play at work when I remembered today when I realized that today was the day we were recording. Oh, and um, I couldn't figure out how to get my laptop to... Yeah, I couldn't figure out how to get my laptop to um, allow me to use the keyboard and the trackpad at the same time. So I played this game for probably a minute. Nice. Uh, put my backpack in the locker, nice. and I thought nice. uh, the idea was funny and fun, and I liked that it seemed to be pro-worker, which I am a fan of. Um, but yeah, that's my impression of this game. Nice. There's like one <laughs> thing that we do for this game. Yeah. 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 How, uh -huh. do you, Listen, how do you forget it? I think the um, Andy I Forgot segment will be returning in later podcasts. Yeah, as well. I think it will as well. Yeah, yeah. Ali, uh, I, I think you've known me long enough that, you know, kind of shame on you for being surprised. Yeah, and that's my bad. I couldn't have expected anything different on us. Yeah. yeah. Um, Perfect. Well, to follow that up, well, let's go to let's toss the ball to Daniel here. How long did you play this game? General awesome. thoughts and impressions. Uh, I gave it a good uh, maybe twenty minutes or so. Okay. Nice. Um, I uh, was running around, uh, getting very frustrated at all the customers. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> gave up. Looked up a speed run. Realized there's a cool strat that you can cheese the game with. Did the little cheese game. Okay. All right. Uh, Stop. What's the strat? You can infinitely duplicate boxes of of stuff uh... so it like say you got a kitchen box and you you can like duplicate it and get like 30 of them and then you fill up the kitchen thing and then every every other kitchen box counts as like another box towards your goal of stock oh, boxes see. so you can just get right to the end because it's just it's just it's just a nightmare with the with all these consumers let me tell you yeah i do hate the consumers <laughs> uh though i also do enjoy being one uh, <laughs> the old catch twenty two of acquiring <sighs> material possessions. Yeah, We're, we do live yeah, in a curious. society. Yeah, 
you <laughs> you criticize our society and yet you participate hmm. uh to go maybe a little more into like what playing the game is like uh so yes it's first person you run around uh there are sp spookily placed customers in this store and you're going to be kind of like dodging between fake shelves trying to avoid a line of sight because once they catch uh your line of sight uh you must do a small task for them which generally is just leading them to a part of the store uh you can hold a box which you you can uh, you can sorry. juke customers by the way you can you know yeah. throw boxes at them to paralyze them or yes, like yeah. run into the employee only stuff so there is you know there's counterplay yeah, there's counterplay, uh, which is... It's okay. like real life. Yes. Uh, has anyone here ever... Have you ever, like, avoided a customer interaction by running into the uh, employee break area? And uh, why did you want to avoid that customer? Uh, to all my retail workers, any notable stories stick out to you? Calvert is the selector of this game. Oh, is this, this an experience that you've had? Yeah. In this, IRL. This is a real, real question? Yeah, oh, in yeah. IRL, Literally yeah. Not did you use day. this strat in the game. Okay, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I did that. Like, easily. Oh, like, yeah. I not a customer I didn't want to talk to. Probably was going to have a way too long conversation. <laughs> so <I'm just> <laughs> back. Did you know like, this person? Or you just, like, they had the look of someone who wanted to talk about produce with you? Oh, no. Yeah, most, most of the time it's my regulars <laughs> that are just like, please, you're going to take up, like, half an hour of my shift. <laughs> talk. I have to go. I'll uh, second that for sure. I've, yeah. I've done that. Too. You've ran to the break room to avoid someone? Damn. Yeah, That's I mean, I call, it, I call it the, uh, you know, the look busy strategy where, like, yeah. you, you just, like, look like you're, like, you know, maybe you give them, like, a, oh, hi, like, acknowledgement, but you just, like, keep moving so you look busy, you know? Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, walk right. with purpose. Yeah. I've definitely yeah. hidden in the, uh, in the cooler at Costco. I got these big <laughs> old coolers and you can't see all the way through. Nice and smart. Prime hiding spot. Huge. Yeah. Uh, Allie, what about you? I feel like you worked you worked retail at a bookstore, but that is, seems like a very uh, customer-facing, necessary type job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I couldn't escape it at the bookstore. I Bummer. interfaced. I made small talk. I yes and Well, as much nice. as you have to. We right? love yes and Yeah. My other retail job was it. working at the salad bar at a high V. And the best Ooh. thing about that, there were bad things. Of course, but it wasn't forward-facing. I got to hide in the back all day. Nice. Awesome. Right. There was a barrier, right? A physical mm -hmm, barrier mm -hmm. there. Uh, but to get back to the game, uh, Ali, how long did you play it? General thoughts and feelings. Did anyone beat the day? Dan beat it. Oh, I mean, I, I, did. I, I beat it. it I beat it. Yeah. Is it just one day? just one day okay damn because it's like i got the right amount of packages two times and then i was like right, i'm just gonna chill in the break room and then i got bored and i walked out of the break room and just instantly fucking no scoped by a customer <laughs> <laughs> uh real fucking bummer there uh but yeah i didn't know if it was more than one level i think the the experience been of word a little bit thin if there was more uh yeah, to right. memorize a different layout but anyway ali uh back back to you uh, just 20 minutes late. Okay, yeah. I did not finish. I was like, I get it. Yep. They are spooky. Yeah. yeah. You're making them yeah. real spooky. Did anyone... But yeah. also, I don't want to stock these things on these shelves anymore. <laughs> this isn't a game. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. It's too, it's too real. Yeah. It's too real. It's too real. Did anyone ever uh, run into the lady who wants you to get her baby back? Because that yeah, is, like, the most horrific worst. sound design. Uh, 
just the like crying and shit. And I will say the spatial audio in this game actually very good, uh, very yeah. impressive for like a little itch itchio one dollar and twenty cent uh, project that it was. So uh, yeah. nice job, dev. It looks weird and fucked up and gross, and the oh, sounds yeah. are unsettling. That seems like it's on purpose. Yeah. Oh, certainly yes, one hundred percent on purpose. Absolutely. Yeah, great, great it's job, hurting. devs. Uh, the congrats. Design. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was hideous and scary. So, yeah, really good. <laughs> yes, fantastic. I, I just, I can't believe how, like, kid, I, the the sting, like you were saying, that the customer is coming up to you, like, how consistently I would just jump oh, every yeah. time. I was like, really, I'll get used to it, but I was like, every fucking time. I'm jumping for I was sure. Like, <laughs> Very susceptible <laughs> to that yeah. kind of shit. Uh, yeah. Cool. Great. Uh, yeah, it was. It was fine. It was certainly interesting to whoever the dev was, whose name I should have written down but did not. Uh, good game. I'm, I'm giving it a thumbs up. Really quick, uh, I, I found one, like, secret. There's, like, the back, Ooh. like, the hole in the wall that you can bust with a box and find, like, oh. a bunch of insane, nobody else. There's, this, like, insane writing in, in, like, a, a hole that you can break with a box. Like Portal uh, Ratman style? If you three keep throwing a box at like a crack in the wall it'll turn into a like a, a room where some uh, ex-employee was uh maybe entombed they're writing like don't trust manager on the wall and like days <laughs> they had been there and there was oh, like a skull fun. in there so i don't i don't know if there are any other ones like that that you guys might have found but... there were on the map they give you like a map of the of the store and there are other like safe rooms listed that absolutely you certainly cannot access so i don't know maybe there's more fodder for more uh more stuff in the game but love love little tiny secrets like that uh for sure uh, uh the developer was germ food germ food so. thank thank you very yeah. much Major, they also Calvary. did the music okay nice good for them they made uh, a scary cool. fucked up thing good for them yeah uh we will move on from this to go just into everybody's week gaming uh we are in the biggest release period for video games uh for the year right now i think a lot of the biggest games of the year are about to come out uh i'm gonna open this one up so god of war the reviews come out tomorrow morning that's when the uh review embargo ends will god of war uh review higher than elden ring which is sitting at a 96 on metacritic do we think it will review 96? higher six I so and let's let's gamble on what we think it's going to be. I think it will not be higher. I think it'll be a ninety-three. Ooh, no, ninety-four. Yeah. Can range. I cheat and look up what the first one was rated? Oh yeah, by all means. I think it's a ninety-two. Uh, but uh, Daniel Calvert, Ali, any guesses? Anyone I was going to say be higher or even. I was going to say I, I thought the first one uh, had uh, reviewed a little higher than, than ninety-three. Uh, I was expecting like. People are gonna love this fucking game. Yeah, um, I don't know. People are already busting their fucking nuts about it. But I mean, the first one, the first one is a ninety-four. Ninety-four. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ninety-six is, is pretty fucking high. I, I'm assuming it's gonna go lower. Yeah, Galbert. I sorry, go. Oh, oh no. yeah. I, I was gonna say I have a hard time believing that the sequel will go higher. I bet people will get mad at something and it'll be lower than ninety-four. Maybe oh, I'll give it a ninety-one, ninety-two. Sure. 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 Yeah. Calvary, I could see it being even with with Elden Ring potentially. I don't yeah. know. It's like because hey, you have seen sequels do better, especially if like they're responding to feedback from the original game. Though I don't yeah. know necessarily what like people didn't like about the first one in terms of what what 
they would change for a second one. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know if there's much that people don't like about that game. Right, right. It's like, yeah, yeah. I thought people were generally well received. Um, yeah, but no, I don't. I don't know if just the the setting gets tired. Maybe like if they just they exhaust the all the Norse mythology stuff. But I think there's a lot of there there to kind of have fun with to so. kind of go for it. Yeah, I yeah. I agree that I don't think it'll hit Elden Ring's review levels, and I think it could be. It's the same kind of like fake open world that that one was. Open world is, as we've said, tired as fuck, super <laughs> whack. I'm so over it. And if they do that again, I can see it maybe getting boring. But uh, the combat looks really cool. They look like they've and yet, quite a bit. And yet, open world games I think are most consistently highly Metacritic rated. Of course, yeah. You know, like Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring and Skyrim. I mean, it's like. Those are some of the most popular games of all time, you know? And they continue to be, as evidenced with Elden Ring, which for Souls Heads in the chat, I would, I mean, for me personally, it's definitely not their best game. It's a good game. It's a great game. But I think it's crazy that, like, I don't know, Bloodborne is way better than that. It's it's giving, you know, Elden Ring is uh, giving critical darling, you know? So Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's more, it's more like... Uh, it's like less niche it's like less niche you know it's a little bit more accessible although still pretty fucking hard like i wouldn't call it like an accessible game but it is more accessible than like dark souls one was which is like about as obtuse as it gets you know like yeah i think i think they had they really like struck gold with elden ring in that it the the cart got out of control so fast for them that they didn't really have to market it beyond like once people were hearing like, oh, it's selling 10 zillion copies in, in the first week or whatever, I know that like in our friend group, it's like people who had never played Souls games, they got it anyway. It's like Austin yeah. never played Dark Souls and he played Elden Ring for like 30 something hours. It's like we have other people yeah. in the Discord who like got in there, you know. But uh, Elliot, I think as well, yeah. Yes, uh, certainly. Uh, Allie, you're the last barriers. one. Do you think it will be higher, even, or lower? And what's your guess for the Metascore of God of War Ragnarok? Lower ninety three. Lower ninety three. Cool. Nice. I think that's a solid. I think that's a solid guess. Uh, if it scores a ninety seven, which like maybe four games I think no have done, shot. and I don't, I don't think it will. I don't We're talking like Super Mario sixty four is the right. Even like, if it's a yeah. great game. Ah uh, yeah. You're not gonna average that high. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be contrary. I mean, I think. Right? Uh, I basically. think. Uh, more to I feel like. Last of Us Two maybe is like a ninety-seven. Mm, no I was gonna. Okay, okay. Ninety-seven. Here we go. We GTA Five. Super Mario Galaxy is number six, ninety-seven. Super Mario Galaxy Two is number seven, ninety-seven. Red Dead Redemption Two is a ninety-seven. Grand Theft Auto Five. Disco Elysium is a ninety-seven. That's nice. Cool. Well, well deserved. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two. Yeah, <laughs> Breath, Breath of the Wild. Let's go. Let's go. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Perfect, perfect dark. This is crazy. Is pretty fucking weird. Yeah. Metroid Prime. Metacritic or open critic? Super Mario yeah, Odyssey open critic. 97. Uh, Combat Evolved. Halo. NFL 2K1. <laughs> <laughs> now that's <laughs> why. Okay, so like Half Life 2, Breath of the Wild are 96. So, I mean, you know. Yeah. Is, is it going to be better than Half Life 2? I doubt it. How did... Half-Life 2 is pretty fucking overhyped these days. Well, but I, I mean, come on, at the time. At the time. 
Sure. I still have fun playing it. I mean, in 2001, Madden was kind of ripping it right off the fucking block, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so. Yo, you play uh, Super Mario 64? Yeah. It's uh, in 3D. How, how did the reviews of uh, Forbidden West compare to the first Horizon? I feel like it's a little bit less. It, is it, it a little bit lower? Just my gut, though. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I feel like Forbidden West is a way better game than the first Horizon, but oh, yeah. it is still uh, too long and boring. Uh, As are most open world games, let's keep it tighter, better? guys. Yes. It's way better? Way better. Mm. I haven't played it yet. There's more. I love the first okay, here's the. I think here's... it's like the same. I'm gonna cook a little bit here in the in the <laughs> okay, mind palace. Okay, yeah, yeah. Ooh, uh, my finger is primed on Death Gone, dude. So here's yeah. The here's another thing. Here's my theory, okay. And I don't. I think this is not controversial at all. Like, you look at a game like Dark Souls One, or Bloodborne, or Elden Ring. All right, I'm getting bored. Andy. Those are stand I'm hovering. Those are standout <laughs> games. They're standout games because they're a first in a new series, right? Versus a, a sequel which can be directly compared to the original game. Well, so, I mean, like, this is also typically, a sequel is going to have better... Right, but a, a sequel is going to have better technology. It's going to probably have better visuals and sound and whatever, just because technology develops, right? So, technically, most sequels are probably, like, better technical games than the first, but are they as novel? And I feel like when it comes to ratings, people want games that feel big and new and different yeah. rather than but like big and new and different in like veneer but not in actual content people just want pretty much the same shit you know i mean yeah. they did that they, like that's rdr2 is up on like 97 i don't know what rdr1 was at. i'm assuming lower oh uh, so very yeah. high i think yeah, yeah but, but, but it's like high, a more refined like, game right it's like yeah. red dead redemption 2 is one of my favorite games of all time I think and those really those crazy, had like yeah. a, a long time between the games um right where they can like come up with their creative juice, etc. But and see, that's sorry, I'm interrupting. No, you're fine. I, I don't think I don't think that's going to happen here. Like, there was right. not that much time between these games. I I feel like it's you know piggybacking on the success and and you know whatever vision they had for five years, you know, 2018. Uh, is God of War? This game is coming out on PS4. Uh, I I think this will hamstring the game a lot. I think that is going to do it dirtier uh, than we could frankly imagine. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. The base PS4 you know, is a piece of shit. Back in the day, they released like Shadow of War, the like Lord of the Rings thing on like PS4 and PS3, and I didn't have a PS4 at the time, so I got it on PS3. Uh -huh. That was the oh. jankiest fucking game I have ever played. I'm sure it was a, a nightmare. It's like I can't imagine this game. They lowballed well. it so bad, but you would never know playing Shadow of War four or. On PS4 or whatever. Yeah, it yeah. It was, like, actually done. Yeah, it's, like, I relatively think... free money, I guess, to put it on PS3 as well. I, I don't think it necessarily cool. overly hampers a game. You cap frame rate, you cap quality, but... Lower resolution, but that, maybe. But that, that might hurt its Metacritic score, right? Like, say that you're, oh, I'm reviewing the PS4 version. Yeah, and I don't a, know if people yeah. really do that as, version. as organizations, though. Does anyone oh, really yeah, they'll, really like... they'll play the no, highest what about quality version. Well, what that's different. That's different, I think, because like I don't know that I game mean... being on that game was unplayable on like it was so poorly on because it's unplayable on everything, and then that was just like right. tripled down on it being unplayable you for past gen. You can play it on PC. It'll be buggy. It but, got pulled from like PS5. 
store. They delisted the PlayStation, the PlayStation yeah. store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and then it's like so that's bad. the story in of itself. Of course. But that was, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that was the PS4 version was yeah. the only one you could get on PSN. And yeah. so if you had a PS5, you're playing the PS4 version because they right. only released the PS5 version like this year. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But this will be different because of PS5, you know, PS4, PS5. It will be like, you know, it's going to get, get up-res and shit. But you are playing a, a PS4 game with PS5 up-res, which is, which is interesting. I mean, I'm obviously going to play this game. I have huge expectations for it. Uh, I think it'll be very good. But I don't think it will be... Uh, it'll be interesting to see if I think it's like uh, as because Elden Ring, though I didn't have an excellent experience with it, is like you know everything's gonna fucking aim at that for probably the next five or six years. Most big games that are being developed or start to be developed will. Um, so I'm interested to see that how a more you know linear, finely crafted experience will cater to the very wide open canvas of uh, blah, 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 Elden Ring and its general grand scale uh from here let's talk about the news about a modern game that just came out a game called bayonetta 3 uh there's been a lot of drama and hubbub surrounding this and uh, it came to a head uh maybe like a week and a half ago uh when it was revealed that the voice actress for bayonetta uh in the first two games she she tweeted, this is three weeks ago at this point, to just go into like the whole origin of the story, I suppose. Uh, she tweeted that uh, she was not going to be in the game because they had lowball offered her for her entire voice performance $4,000, which is low and bad and disgraceful uh, for any company to do. Uh, she then was saying fans should boycott the game and rather they should donate their money to charities that she would reveal later. Uh... She was then fired back at uh, by a series of sources, a story came out in Bloomberg that said they spoke, they got it from the mouth of the man at Platinum Games, uh, and he said, listen, we're going to pay her $4,000 per voice session, and there would be four to five voice sessions to record the entire game, so she is netting 20 Gs for this job, 16 to 20 Gs for this job, which, uh, as a simple wage worker, I'm thinking, damn, for four days of work you're getting five figure sum uh count me the fuck in you know um <laughs> helena taylor by the way yes sorry. helena taylor is the original bayonetta voice actress so uh it is it then came out that yes she's telling uh less than a half truth a quarter truth about the amount of money she would have been given i mean our voice actors still underpaid absolutely yes uh the mainly them not receiving royalties or anything uh for game sales is i think like a an old drum that has been beaten that they should be that uh but it's like there's I guess... a good there's a video I, I don't remember is it super bunny hop or something i feel like i've seen a good video essay on youtube from some common gaming critic that's like discussing voice acting and how like fucked up it is basically the way that yeah. they don't get any sort of residuals or anything from the work that they do and yet like you know one voice actor could voice some of the like five or six of the most iconic characters of all time like the guy who plays spike spiegel or whatever you know like yeah yeah uh so i want to like kind of open this up the story concludes uh this we found of this it's like it bayonetta really like this is what we're caring about like i'm surprised like you know troy baker who's probably the biggest vo voice acting guy in video games uh 
I think he voices Joel in The Last of Us. He voiced for a while just about every fucking character in a game in like the 2010 to 2020 range. If you were putting out a drama and you needed a gruff sounding male, he was their go to guy. Is he Ocelot in Metal Gear Solid? He's Ocelot in MGS5, yeah. 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 Um, And like, I don't know, these characters, like, again, the guy who plays Kratos, I don't even know his fucking name, but he does a great job in God of War 1. And is it like, is it fucked up to imagine that he only got 25 Gs for that kind of thing? Uh, it's like, I don't know, the games do go on to make zillions of dollars, but it's also at the same time, you're one member of like a hundred person team that needs to get paid out by this at the end of the day. I don't know, I hate to uh, shit on my workers, but the the cuts for the recording sessions, at least, don't seem too bad in this initial, this like individual story. And also like, it's Bayonetta 3, I don't think it's going to sell that well. I bought it, I love the Bayonetta series, but I don't think anyone, like, I know I don't think any of you guys really give a shit. Uh, as I mean, of... I've always wanted to play the series, but yeah, I haven't. Like, I haven't even started it, so I, but I do. Yeah. I've followed it for a long time. Yeah, but it is I, not I... an earner. For no, yeah, certainly right. not. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this controversy actually may help the sales of the game, right? Like, I think it, it's getting sure. its name to people who otherwise probably wouldn't even have heard of the game, right? Like, it may right. actually increase the sales of the game. Especially, I mean, after the, like, last bit of this, I don't want to... Yeah. Like, yes, certainly. And think, this is... I think definitely people are, like, revenge pre-ordering. Yeah. Like this is where we will go from here. So, yes, the end of yeah. this story is uh, that she released her list of charities that you should donate to instead of getting Bayonetta, I think a day or two before it came out, so like Wednesday or Thursday this week. And uh, one of those uh, that she said, one of those organizations is an anti-abortion charity in uh, Kentucky, I believe, uh, that makes billboards, yeah. And so obviously Twitter is uh, on fire with, I'm buying five copies of this game, you know, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Uh, So I do think that that could give it a boost, but I also just think this is like, too niche of a game still like you've heard you've heard about it but you're dropping 60 on like this weird dumb anime game that like also is the third one in a series and also is uh very knee kneecapped by the switch being a shitty console um yeah you're not buying it if you didn't know what it was before exactly yeah i don't think this could probably didn't even hear about it if you didn't know what it was before exactly yeah this story just got so big you know i feel like whenever schreier picks something up it just jason schreier is the uh games columnist for bloomberg but before that he was a very notorious uh journalist for all my listeners who don't know Uh, (laughs) a a gentleman of notoriety Uh, i would say he he, he has like a bit of a you know left-leaning sort of pro-worker kind of he he broke some big stories about crunch at studios and stuff so absolutely yeah he's a good journalist he's a good guy he's he he gets big stories and this was certainly a big one for him to get but yeah i don't think it's moving the needle for this game uh but i guess time will tell when like month and sales come out i will uh we'll revisit this and we'll see where bayonetta ended up uh for the month but i think it's going to be completely forgotten about uh when god of war comes out next week um i will now move us on to uh does anyone have anything that they're stoked on this week. Uh, any any game you're playing, anything you've been doing, show you've been watching, is anyone stoked on something and they want to talk about it? The I started Slime Rancher. Which one? I started Slime Rancher 1. Okay, um, and you're stoked cool. on this, you're saying? 
I'm 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 not super stoked about Slime Rancher, but I am stoked about like the the like management, I guess, uh games generally. Like Satisfactory sure. I also recently started. Um I mean they're completely different games and, and also a game that I was thinking about for uh if if I was picking games for this week uh, called Shapes, which is okay. like a super like basic management sim game. I think these are like really interesting like puzzle types of games. Um I mean Slime Ranch is like you know, you have a gun that shoots slimes and sucks up slimes and you, you breathe slimes and you like it's so it's so like basic and, and simple and, and just kinda cute and fun, but I think it's like a, a fun little introduction to like management optimization types of games, which I think are, are really interesting. Um I don't know. That's just a fun game that I've been thinking about and, and playing a little bit and enjoying. Cool. Great. I have played a little bit of Slime Ranger one. It always caught me as very interesting, but I am uh, very averse to like uh, go out in the world to farm materials to come back to build things to uh, expedite your material creation uh, stuff like it's like I can't even play Minecraft and even Valheim which I think I would be more into I just can't it's a mental barrier where it's like man I'm kind of just like running errands in a game uh, which I love to do in like JRPGs and shit I just don't yeah, know why it doesn't when it's got big numbers popping up it, may, it does look a little bit more appealing yeah uh, but that's just me personally. Uh, anyone else? I like the cute slimes. The slimes. Look the cute. slimes are cute for yeah. sure, and the when you, like the game like looks good, you know, when you suck yeah. a slime, uh, it it's fun, you know, it's cool to have them in your gun, and then you shoot them out everywhere. Who doesn't love shooting slime? Uh, we love slime. Yeah. Uh, I would say obligatory CS:GO major. Sure. happening right now yeah, right. Uh-huh. IEM majors some very fun exciting stuff big live audience in Brazil by the way go Lula for a leftist podcast here <laughs> <laughs> all right uh... uh yeah but also I want to play the Resident Evil you'll see which just came out but I have oh, not yet I've heard that it's bad Ah, that's that's a shame <laughs> yeah. Resident Evil 7 DLC I guess they came out with a lot of them I only yeah. played I played the like the big one, which was fun. Uh, yeah, I think good. I I've heard that the the like specific the like new chapter where you play as the daughter. Spoiler alert. Uh, That's is, not spoiler. It's in all the promotional spoiler. material. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Allie, you raised your hand. What are you stoked on? Yeah, I am playing Zero Escape. Nine hours, nine person, nine Ooh, doors. Nine nine nine. That's a good one. Nine nine nine. The nonary game. Yes. Okay. So like. It's a visual novel, but also you're like a detective and you figure stuff out and you put stuff together and you explore rooms and you solve puzzles and you're like escaping from like a weird serial killer who's kidnapped like nine people and stuck you on a boat and is like, hey, yo, figure out all these things or you're going to explode because I put a bomb in your tummy. And it's like, great, cool. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you Put you've a little bomb similar... in your tummy, woman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if anyone's familiar with like the Rumpa series. Yeah, but that's like one of the yeah. more famous visual novels that are sort of mm-hmm. a bit more of an elevation of visual novels in the sense that mm-hmm. they're way more interactive than just like you're not just picking dialogue options every right. 20 minutes that send you down a different route or whatever you engage with it you have inventory you manipulate the environment you solve puzzles you make decisions and stuff so um it's good i binged like five hours of it 
nice. Sunday. Cool. And then I'm looking forward to getting back into it and solving the nonary game. Good. So I guess my I I played this game maybe like five years ago, specifically the nine 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 one. And yes, I received a bad ending. Uh, do you have a drive to like if you got a bad ending? Do you like to me because I know you. You don't seem like the type of player that would uh, go back and uh, relive the bullshit you've already done uh, in effort to receive a better ending. How are you feeling about this? So, not to be too much of a spoiler, but the game is designed so that you there's a meta narrative element to it that's like yeah you maybe got one of these six endings or whatever but some knowledge is going to persist if you explore the other options and they have like a flow chart that has a decision tree of like these are the big decisions you're making this is how it all affects it and you can just go back and pick moments from the run you've done to branch out into a story that you haven't experienced and it's like cumulatively if you want to get the best ending you have to just play out the scenarios in different ways and then eventually knowledge gathered from those sections would culminate in a good ending so cool very cool yes most of the time i'm not super interested in going back and doing the weird semi different route shit but like i like that there's a meta narrative element to it that Mm. encourages if not like requires it cool uh we'll definitely put a pin in this because i certainly want to uh revisit this uh in a future episode to see if you have gone back and uh done more um specifically achieve the ultimate knowledge ending um but calvert andy are you guys stoked i guess andy you already had yours calvert you stoked on anything this week yeah i'm stoked on my halloween costume let me grab it really fast all right nice i i can't wait uh ooh, okay nice oh my god he's leaving the vaporwave zone Uh, he went into the vapor world oh he's in a computer uh cool while he's gone uh, I'm oh just get oh my god it was so fast he had it ready okay nice the green the green screen might fuck with it just so you know let's see let's see if it comes through oh yeah I might have to turn the the, the background <laughs> off yeah yeah let me let me know dude I looked oh, wait, mi- it looked up. Minecrafty it looked Minecrafty no it's not okay it's, uh, it's oh, Link it's, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah Link that's yeah. cool yeah that is fun. Art. yeah it's the whole yeah, it works better as the whole thing. Put, but put the hat amazing. on. Put the hat that's on. Cool. I guess you have to take the mic off. Ooh, yeah, that's very fun. Oh, that's nice, man. Yeah. Yes. So, did hey, you? Do you have really a good. Do you have a body that's for really it too, good. or you're just you just wore the green shirt? Green shirt and brown shorts. Oh, I guess he can't fucking hear. Uh, do you What's have up? a body for it too? Yeah. So that's the. It's got the whole whole thing. It's a little bit of labor intensive to put on, but yeah, the, I thought the easiest part to show would be the. The head. Um, yeah. Which which but, iteration of Link is it? So it's based on the Zelda two yeah, sprite. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. Um, that's what you see like, from the side. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of the it's one of the easier, more like uh, person proportioned ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's yeah, got yeah. a little it's got a little bit more color depth than Zelda two because it's that one is only three colors pretty much, and so this one has a little bit a little bit more at, it's based on a another artist's uh di- like reimagining of the sprites so very cool um but yeah nice. it was a, a fun project it does it sounds fun yeah did you go to any did you go to any parties i hope you got to show it off 
Uh, I showed it off at work. Okay, nice. Hell work, yeah. So. I hope, did you win? Hopefully. We'll see. It's, uh, oh, voting okay. is happening right now, and good. so there's a good chance I'm uh, You've got my vote, buddy. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, hell if, yeah. If you don't win, I will... I'll just uh, be nominated. Yeah, just, you know, who, whoever took it from you, it's on site. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, in a video game. In, yeah. No, it's on and site. What are you, and what are you excited about? <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah. this week uh, I'm stoked on the new Plague Tale game. This is a series I play. They mm. really it was like a free. The first one was a free game on PS Plus last year. Uh, mm. And do do not sleep on this series. If you like story driven games, uh, this storyline is crazy. The way that is it is expressed in uh, the like horrid desolation of the plague, but also the hundred year war that France is going through. Uh, they do it with some really cool, there's a lot of really cool and unique visual motifs in this game that they use the, this like unique engine with the rats. Uh, they're just like, they're kind of like a fluid thing that you can interact with, with a series of tools that they give you throughout the game. So it's a diverse stealth sandbox. Uh, it's a linear experience. That's not very long. Uh, the story is interesting. The characters are interesting. Uh, the voice acting is well done. I've never, it's a game where it takes place in France, and uh, the voice actors, like the original voice track for the game is also French, uh, which is cool. So the, the French voice acting, I think, is very good. Uh, the woman who plays the main character, Amicia, uh, she's very talented. Uh, she's got a lot of emotion. The sequel just came out, and I've been playing it a lot for the past, like, five days. It's another... Uh, they upgraded the technology, but it's still it's a little too ambitious for uh, for its own good. It definitely runs kind of poorly on my. I mean, I've got a good. Gra I've got a thirty sixty, so like I've got a good fucking graphics card. I've got a pretty powerful rig, and it still kind of runs pretty bad, uh, which is a real bummer. Uh, and this is a game that also controversy came out for. You know, it's a game only released on PS Five and the newest Xbox, and it does not exceed thirty frames per second on the newest consoles. Uh, which is nuts. Um, wow. No, not good. Yeah. But, uh, too many rats to, you know, too, too many rats. Yeah. There's not enough frames. In the but also, system. uh, I've become so rats, rats than frames. Time, yeah. You gotta love, you gotta love the rats, man. You gotta love the rats. So yeah, please to my friends in this, in this group, to any listeners, do not sleep on the Plague Tale series. The first one is old and very much an indie game. So, you can probably cop it for cheap. It's been free on Epic Games like three times. Do not sleep on this game. Please get it. It's very good. Uh, if you like story-driven games, if you like stealth games, uh, A+. Plus. Those are two of my favorite things, and this is a great example of those. Uh, do not sleep on this. Uh, moving on. We're going to have another definitive opinion, and then we're going to talk about our other game for the week. Uh, this next definitive opinion I want to hear from you is Western RPGs or JRPGs? Uh... Calvert. Oh, man. I think I gotta say Western RPGs. Andy. And yeah. Valley. J RPGs. Daniel? Western. Damn. It's tragic to have JRPGs lose this one. Really hard. <laughs> Right. You guys Let's are voting. Honest. You guys are voting for Skyrim. You'd rather have Skyrim than Final Fantasy. Oh come on! That's, I yeah. mean, technically, yes. cherry picking. Yes. Cherry picking. What about New Vegas, man? Come on. Yeah. What about? I mean, or the original Fallout games? <laughs> for that yeah, I still think 
or Gauntlet. Pick any Western RPG that I've over yeah. most RPGs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, any? There's a lot of them that are yeah. bad. Yeah, there's, there's. I mean, but I don't know. I'm, you know, Daniel, bad JRPGs. As, as a math, as a Mr. Math guy, you know. I'm kind of surprised, but you're not necessarily a big anime guy, so perhaps not. I'm not a big anime guy, and that is uh, my downfall. Yeah. In Ali's eyes, at least. <laughs> a lot of JRPGs can be, like, amazing, you know? It's not a blowout, but they're just, like, most of them are, like, way too long, I feel like. That's yeah, part of it, bro, I'm... the epic dude! <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to, I want to like JRPGs, like, so bad, but I just cannot, I can't get into them. I can't There's do it. There's something very special when you're hour 150 in Persona 5 and shit really pops up. Yes, there's like, something. Look at all this history I've got with these yeah. characters. Yes, it's something that something I feel like pretty only... Bad, but you know what? Right now, want... it's pretty good. Yeah. I want to feel that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just haven't had the experience. Yeah, I have no. it with my Pokemon. That's all I have. Yeah, that's like, I have it, but that's it. Yeah. That's as, that's as close as I get. Persona Five is a JRPG, and you're saying that's bad. I did what? not have fun with Persona okay. Five personally. <laughs> Dan, it's like Daniel's dream on the list it of Daniel's on dreams. It long, like twenty hours in or something, and I knew I, I knew it wasn't for me. The combat was not fun for me either. Wow. I, it was I'm so sorry. stylish. What's their other game? Persona 4, Persona 3. Shin Megami Tensei is like, that's the world that Persona exists in, but there's other discrete Shin Megami Tensei games. Shin Megami Tensei 5, probably second best game of the year last year. Also, if you're an RPG, had really fun. Like, I bet I I would like that. I bet I would like that game. I I like the cock monster in the wheelchair, but I mean... Yeah, dude, yes, yes. Uh... Uh, based off a real a real buddhist uh demon thing yeah yeah i mean that's the whole thing with shin megami tensei is they're all the demons are pulled from the lore of the various religions um, ah, yes. but which is I, cool that's i great. digress uh western wow. rpgs uh are definitively superior which you know we'll come back to regret uh, yeah. mark, mark my words hey, <laughs> only we were at you know, no 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 yeah we have it's yeah so uh anyway now we'll move on to the second game that we played this week which is a game called dream logic and to introduce this game uh, will be none other than uh, ali brasiano Wow, you really doxing Oh, I said your last name. No, I didn't. No, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget that. Scrub that from the record. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is, okay, so do y'all know about the back rooms? I do, yeah. You know about it? Oh, yes. About We're it? defining you, the liminal space right now. Is that what right, you're looking to do? Yes. Different. Yeah. Sure. Um,. The back rooms are kind of like, oh my god, there's a lot of lore to it. You can go to YouTube, and people will fucking tell you about the back rooms and the history. But it's like the idea that you know clip out of reality into this weird, not decrepit, but empty and yellow and tingy, and it's got like the fluorescent light hum back room. You know clip into this weird space out of reality into the back rooms and it's become the conceit for a lot of like indie films and video games and like media and games and stuff um that's the conceit of this game they are very sparse on telling you what's going on um you are in that very almost like and i'll get into it i guess but almost like 
that came later, and they just had a bunch of disparate ideas and like little prototypes that they piled together for like, to make a game. But anyway, um, you're like a detective who's looking for some people who have gone missing seemingly out of nowhere. Um, you're in a weird hotel room. Someone knocks on your door. You go to answer the door. You fall out of reality. You wake up in the room, but it's different. The back room. Things are different. Well, it's not like the back room's quite yet. They kind of are like, well, maybe this is already the back rooms, but the back rooms as we know them come later. Um, and then you are basically walking through a bunch of um, liminal spaces. Or... <laughs> to use the word from the Steam description, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not that I looked it up just now. I knew that in my brain. No. <laughs> um, one of them is sort of uh, a pool complex where nobody's around and it makes sounds and you go through the water. One of them's uh, you're flying through the clouds and these are spoilers, I guess, if you care. These are like there's like four settings in this game. Five, five settings. I don't know. Um, one of them you're driving a car. Terrible. I thought that was pretty silly. <laughs> uh, but. All things together, it's pretty atmospheric. It's mostly walking simulator. The game ends on a sort of thriller escape thing. And to its credit, and I guess spoiler, but this game had one jump scare. That Scary. scared me more than like any game I've played in the past two years. Yeah, this like, creature was this scary. Way. Yes, I jumped in but real it, life. It got me. You yeah. with 35 minutes of nothing, of jack shit, of walking around, and they set it up so Attention. perfectly. You're solving a music puzzle, and you have to go to the other room to hear the music note, and then you come back and you go ding, 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 dong on your keyboard in the other room, and then you're like, I did it, I got it right. And you go back, you open the door, and you... Quite a there thing. Spooks were there. Ooh. I hit escape. I took the headphones <laughs> off. <laughs> I was like, yo. Dude, yes. You yeah. fucking got me. Because wow. I was pumped. The fucking Steam, um, like, preview clips and screenshots from the game that, you know, you put up to entice buyers or whatever. There was a spookster, but it sure wasn't in this level. <laughs> and I was like, listen, it's not going to show up yet. But they mm. fucking got me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, a little bit rambly. It's mostly walking around, hearing some like ambient music, and solving maybe two puzzles. Uh, positive or negative feelings on the experience? I'm pretty mad about it. Sure. It was fine. I uh, wouldn't buy it normally, and I don't think I would play it normally. Ah uh, yes. But that's the point of the show, like you that. know. Yeah. That's the point of the show. Uh, um. And to my uh, foreshadowing earlier, it kind of seemed to me like this person did not make it as a like overarching narrative to it, but maybe had a few distinct prototypes for games yeah. and sort of plinked them together. Yes. Uh, Calvert, as the selector of this game, what drew you to it? Uh, what was your experience with it? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I was it was very a very fresh game like it had just recently come out in like september so i was like and it had relatively decent user reviews so like that's kind of what <laughs> attracted me to it um i like i like i like they have the spooky guy like on the thing i was like eh, that's kind of kind of cool yeah i mean and it, it is like a 
like what I would describe it as is, is like a meme game, right? It's like it, it is incorporating these different, like very internet, like aesthetics, um, like these different ideas, like the back rooms, for example, liminal spaces, you know, outrun the, which, which would be the, the part where you're in the car, right? That's yeah. like an outrun aesthetic, um, which like, you know, I thought like, just it looked nice and that's another reason what attracted me to it i was like oh like these look it looks pretty um just in terms of like how the, the graphics actually run um so i was like yeah we'll, we'll give it a shot and and also because it was spooky again um but yeah like at, upon playing it it's like yeah is there really that much there there no like i agree with ali that it is like it is stitched things that have been kind of forced together yeah. like don't don't really have that much connection I've otherwise walking simulators before yeah that's a vibe. there's not a lot going for this yeah, I mean, yeah this right. one is uh <laughs> reeking of student project first first right. time out kind of stuff and yeah you're absolutely yeah. right about the the prototype feel of some of those things mm -hmm. uh especially uh the the driving was terrible and i had to hard restart <laughs> a level because i ran into a car and my car flipped over, but there's no like fail state or anything what? that came with oh, that. Oh, really? So wow. I was just like, just on the side with the car, just for like, so like, just I was like, damn, really, really, they're not gonna auto correct me on this one. And yeah. so we had to restart the level, which I was salty about. Uh, but no, but the music in that part, you know, is fun. Obviously, yeah, you're right. It's like vapor wave kind of thing that they yeah, were going yeah. for. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Daniel, what about you? I don't know about like a walking simulator. How do you feel about the that genre? Um, you know, I don't love walking simulators typically. Um, I did get. I mean, this they had a couple of good scares. I did get a, a good yeah. scare done on me a couple times. So Those I mean, bastards. credit credit to the credit to the developer. Yeah. You know, they did well with the scares that they had. But like, I feel like I I guess I compare like this group of games to like the scp games like sure there is yeah. some very internet meme type of thing um mm -hmm. and you know it could fit a game well i guess but like i don't think back rooms really fits a game very well because there's not any lore to it it's just like I'm, i fell through the floor and i'm in underground i don't know like i, I scp like there's a lot of there's i mean it's about the lore. there's scps like there's there's yeah. a lot of, it's all lore and like right. that, I think fits a, a game very well. And I like, I don't really know where else you could go with with a backrooms type of game. Like, I think the detective angle would be cool if they like explored it more. But the all of all of the detective work was you have five pieces of paper that say here's a missing person. They fell through a right. pool. Here's a, a missing person. They disappeared at school. Um, but I mean, yeah, it was definitely like an Unreal Engine demo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But looked good uh the cloud sequence like how long were you falling before you realized you could control it because i let it go for so long <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah <laughs> i moved pretty quickly there, i forget if that was the oh no that was the one where I, yeah yeah it, I, I let it sit for like a couple minutes because i was I, I i realized my computer was like heating up like a lot like Oh, shit, I mean, it, it was like 50 degrees, the CPU. Um, oh, I was like getting blasted with hot air. And that's when I was like, what is happening? Oh, I can move. I guess it's like <laughs> oh, generating more infinite world or whatever. Because um, it just has uncapped frame rate. Um, uh, so, yeah. That's funny. I mean, yeah, I would not I would not buy this another time. Oh, $5, I think, is too much. 
It's um, yeah, it's so short. That was for thirty minutes of, of content. Uh, but I guess, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's is too much. But I mean, you know, yeah. they did well with the scares. Like the the yeah, the music scare was I think really well designed. Really good. Like, that's a that's a really good one. Like oh, you you were like God. listening mm-hmm. to the audio cue yeah. and nothing happens. So and you're like, wait, but I got God. this. So I'll go back to check that it is the right audio cue or whatever. And then... Yeah, good stuff. So, I mean, yeah, well done with what they got. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Okay, so uh, from here. I want to talk about because uh, yes, that good thing we're on the scare there because uh, I want to talk about what makes a game scary, uh, outs- and what makes a good scare in a game. Uh, Andy, we haven't heard from you in a while, but uh, I know you have recently become a huge fan of the more recent generation of Resident Evil games. So talk to me. What makes a game scary, and uh, what scares you? Oh, if I if I may for a moment, you uh... may. Well, we'll actually I not, see. I am not a horror a horror genre guy, or rather, what I've realized recently is that I think I am a person who doesn't think of myself as being a horror person, but I actually love it. You know, <laughs> um, I can do video games because I have agency enough that I can like feel okay about it. But typically, like the you know more gory kind of stuff, I've steered clear of which kept me from playing Resident Evil 7 for a very long time, which I think is probably the most amazing horror game ever conceived. I love Resident Evil 7. I think it's a fucking great game. And what makes... The experience I had playing that game was definitely, like... I, I was playing it with my fiancé, and she literally, like, within the first, like, 15 minutes, she handed me the controller, and she's like, I, I can't. Like, I will watch, but I cannot. I can't play this game. Like, I can't go through that doorway, you know? And like that speaks to I think what makes it so masterfully scary is that the world is very detailed in a way that's mysterious and gross and like dark, but in the right ways. Like it's not just leaning on that as being like, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty like horror atmosphere. Like you know, you're in a spooky abandoned house with trash and cockroaches and everything, but they do it in a way that makes it feel like truly like a place in the world you know what i mean like yeah. when you're walking down into the basement and you see like a freaky spoiler alert for anyone who cares a freaky Old like game you don't fungus monster like slurp out of the wall like it makes you go like oh fuck oh shit oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck you know like and you know obviously one of the big resident evil hallmarks is that the monsters are good it's very scary and you have limited resources, so we, you got to make every shot really count when that thing's lumbering towards you, because if you don't, it's going to fuck you up. Yeah. So I think what scares me a lot is the gore, the body horror. That stuff is pretty fucking freaky, especially Resident Evil 7. Um, but, yeah, definitely the the tension of, like, the long, dark, buried, atmospheric hallway with, like, the horrifying monster lumbering towards you, and you have to, like aim just so to like make sure you're not wasting your bullets and stuff i think that's just a winning like combo you feel the tension suspense yeah Yeah. exactly and it's a unique thing too where it's like movies can give you a similar feeling but i I, it's it's a much different feeling when you feel like it's up to your skill to make it work or not you know right so i guess the so horror is interesting in games because a a game must have a fail state uh yeah and achieve, and once you achieve that fail state x amount of times right the effect wears off it's like i've been more scared of people playing like you know 
games like Bloodborne or Dark Souls or something where like my own personal time is so at risk that you are very tense and on edge for that reason. And I feel like a lot of horror games with the need to have a like, oh, you died, restart this section uh, that can like diminish the weight of the horror. So it's a like, it's a very hard balancing act, but it's like, yeah, I want to give a shout out to like indie games like uh, the one we just played. Uh, my, what what is it dream spaces was it called dream logic dream logic yes and like i was even thinking of it uh, thinking of like the slender when that was like a huge yeah. thing like that game looks like total yeah. trash uh and is super simple but like genuinely a scary game uh for mm-hmm. reasons of like that i think come down to like sound design and something about when stuff just like looks bad uh, you know, you just feel more uncomfortable. It's that kind of like well, uncanniness. Yeah, well, it's almost. It's also just that that I think would a trend in horror movies too, or a, a, a trope, maybe or a, um, a technique. That's maybe a better word. Where it's like, the less you see the monster, the scarier it is, right? Like yeah. the less the the less you're aware of it, like the the less you really know what it you know its dimensions are, then the more your imagination fills that space with the with the terror and so it it acts as a way to increase the the horror so it's like when things look bad or like are just unclear or fuzzy it's like that actually can work in their in the favor of the the, the horror yeah uh ali you're not you're not one easily scared do horror games work for you very much to your point um there is a line that once you cross it I don't get scared of the game anymore, and I'm just mm-hmm. frustrated that you're making me replay this part. Um, a lot of games walk the line really well, like Alien Isolation, um, Amnesia, Dark Descent. I haven't played the new one. Um, it's scary until you understand that even if you lose, you're just going to do it again. Yeah. And yeah. interfacing with that is like a pain, and that's something that movies right. make. Movies just don't have to deal with. Yeah, it's right? frictionless. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm not most of the time scared of. I'm. I enjoy the atmosphere of games until I understand what's going on, and then at that sure. point, it's no longer that. It's just trying to beat the game, right? Right. Um. But there are those games that approach horror more like thematically in terms of instead of just like someone's chasing you, it's like Soma. And I guess I don't want to get into spoilers in that sense, but like Soma's not as much of a you're getting chased down, there are monsters. There are a couple, but it's very more like psychological horror mm-hmm. in the sense of like, I guess, I don't know who's played Soma here. Um, I, ha- I have never, but it is of the legendary Amnesia, uh, Amnesia the Dark Descent devs, so. Yeah, um... It's more, and I really, you can't really get into it without spoiling it, um, but it's less so that there's a monster chasing you, and it is more sort of existential, like... You are the monster, or yeah. the monster is inside you type of thing. Uh, I haven't played it, I don't know if that was <laughs> It's like, you're grappling with how existence has been changed, and the definition of that, and your place in that world, and that's cool. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I also think that like a lot of the old school famous horror games are very much defined by technological technological or like otherwise limitations. Yeah. Like Silent Hill 2, which is people love to death. 
Um, it's a great game. The fog yeah. or whatever, draw distance issues, tank controls, makes it hard to play and feel in control and feel powerful. Um, there's it, another it, one. It I uses have. them well. It uses them like weapons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think horror games are fun. Yeah, I for like sure. How inventive they can be. Yeah. Well, it's it's like addition by subtraction, right? Yeah. So I, yeah. You you sometimes it makes me wonder, like when you play modern games, it's like you've done too much. Like you need to rein it in because it's yeah. too, right. death by a thousand cuts or whatever. You know, like. Right. Well, because yeah, because most games are power fantasy, right? And so, but yeah. horror has to be about what do you take away from the player? How do you disempower them? Yeah. Which the is the thing with what's it interesting? A lot of modern horror games, though, is too. It's within the game. You are no longer lacking agency like resident evil 4 yeah. resident evil 7 or resident evil 2 or i guess i'm just talking about all the resident evil games but like by the end of it you get a grenade launcher and a rocket launcher and an automatic shotgun <laughs> and it is more like yo i'm here to kill because yes. of what you put me through um which is a great arc to go on it works very consistently yeah, for us. i think that's think, good yeah because it, it, it turns sense. into more of a game as you get over the scarier yeah. yeah the horror is no longer going to work for you because you've been exposed and inundated in it and they have to give you another way to interface with that i don't know yeah horror games are fun I, I also like that how that you can be really indie with horror yeah in a way that you can't in some other genres and i guess that maybe sounds silly but like oh. we are in the midst of a boom of scary indie games that yes. are like FPS retro PS1 graphics and that's really cool because you get to you see all these indie developers trying weird stuff that maybe doesn't stick or make sense at a larger scale but it's cool and interesting yeah certainly uh, Daniel any any thoughts you want to add what's your favorite horror game do you play many horror games horror game. I don't think I play a lot of horror games I do watch uh, a decent amount of horror at least with, uh, with my wife uh, but I mean, like, Oculus, I think, is one of my favorite horror movies. And at, at, that's, like, there's not a lot of... There's not a lot of gore in that. Um, it's, it's like, mostly, like, a, a psychological horror type of movie of what if dis, what if dis reality and not the real reality type of, like, that type of thing, I think, is, is a really good way to do horror. Because when it's just jump scares or whatever, like, I don't know if it's, it's, it feels cheap to me and I, I get... Right. I get uh, I check out pretty easily. Yeah, um, and I think that's that's a problem that I have that I have had with a lot of horror games previously is like they, I mean, they have to grapple with the fact that they are playing that you're playing a game, so they have to like scare you in some way. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe they throw a jump scare at you or whatever. And I guess the the part of Resident Evil that I didn't enjoy, um, not that I have ever actually played a Resident Evil game, uh, but it's like it is still like a shooter. So what, when when do I be scared and when do I like shoot and I don't know. That, I mean, I have I haven't played them, so I, I can't really actually comment on how they how they do that. People like them, so they're probably doing pretty well. Yeah, um, it's but... it's resource management, really. It's like if you shoot too much, you run out of bullets, and then you're fucked. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's, yeah that's fair. They're yeah. usually well walked tight ropes. Uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to the game from the Dead Space devs coming out next month. Ooh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Callisto yeah, Protocol. Callisto Protocol. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love Dead it's Space. A good game. Dead, Dead Space, Space Two is one of my yeah, favorite games of all time. So, great. I, yeah, Dead Space Two I, is super good. I do love cutting off limbs with the little yes, thing. yes, cutting off. Yeah, limbs that's also a really good, a really good uh, example of like a, a, a limitation that they have to put on you to make the the game scarier is like you have to aim for their like their extremities, so you have to like 
spend the time that this horrifying monster is like running at you to like aim at their little tiny legs or whatever <laughs> and you get really frustrated or like i'm not i don't mean frustrated there in a bad way but like you get like you know you're gonna die if you don't shoot the right Heightens part of them the, so like yeah, yeah Heightens Heightens is expensive, which i think is a really good way that they did to to circumvent the, the yeah. fact that you're in a game and it's a great interaction with body horror where you are being assaulted by an uncanny being, but you must uh, look at the body horror and then do body horror to someone, which is a great <laughs> element of Dead Space that uh, shouts out. Shouts out to them. Uh, cool. Good job, Dead Space. So sick of John Carpenter. Made yes, they are. If he did the Dead Space movie. Oh, oh my God, I wish. I just watched The Thing last night, by the way. Great. Good, good Halloween choice, my friend. A good Halloween choice. Probably some of the best practical effects ever. Certainly. Effective and silly and gross and weird, you know? Uh, so, I don't have a graceful way to end this, but I do want to end on a final question for the for the couch, for the panel. Uh, and that is, if you can only use one of them forever for the rest of time, the other one will never, you can never touch it again. Uh, mouse and keyboard or controller. You want to go around the room? Yeah, go right. Yeah. Unless it's you've got a burning answer right inside of you. Mouse and keyboard. Ooh, okay. I, yeah, I do I need to make it. a living off of mouse and keyboard, so mouse and keyboard. Okay, sure. Yeah, let's mouse. Let's say living removed. That does make it less less exciting. Ga- gaming only when you boot up a mouse game. and keyboard. Also, yeah. mouse and keyboard. Yeah, more versatile. It's gonna hurt in these third person games that I sure love playing, but I gotta have the mouse and keyboard. You want me to click on people's heads with like? A thumbstick? With a thumbstick, yeah, tough. No, I can't yeah, do it these yeah, days. Yeah, gotta do a massive keyboard, too. Damn, I'm the only yeah. controller head here. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking more that, like, not every game comes to PC. Like, I'm playing way more games with controller than I am if playing the, uh, with mouse and keyboard. I these days, Xbox you can plug them plug in. in an X- I, <laughs> I probably spend more raw hours using a mouse and keyboard to game but the breadth of experience that my controller offers me to game is uh, more diverse. But, uh, I mean, the people have spoken. Mouse and keyboard forever. No more controllers. No more controllers. There's endless garbage that you can find on the internet of people making trash games that you can play with the mouse and keyboard. Oh, sure. And, yeah, people are playing, you know, show dance pads and stuff. People do anything to control a game. You know the, like, two-foot GameCube keyboard controller? Does that no. count? Oh, yeah, okay, like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it just uh, has every key on it. You know, I'm thinking it's that you controller. might need uh, a mouse to go along with that keyboard. I guess that's yeah. what the these are for, those thingies, they the stickies. They put a mouse on the SNES, you know. I I, yeah, I know. That's wild. Do you still have it? That thing might be worth some money. No, I think my, my mom has garage sale to our old collection. Damn. Damn. Well, was that, like, for Mario Paints or something? Yeah, and what else would you use it for? It was like Mario make music. I don't think that's Doom. the official name. <laughs> Doom? Yeah, yeah, Doom on the SNES, yeah. <laughs> oh, too nice. Uh, cool, all right. Great speaking with you all. Uh, I'm pretty sure this recording's going to work, so fantastic. Uh, I also have a recording that should work as well. Good. Uh, and so for next week, uh, so Andy cannot be revisiting his classic bit, uh, you, <laughs> sir, will be selecting the games we play. Uh, so yep, he's nodding his head. There's no Andy, I forgot segment coming up for the next one. So uh, for the uh, record, I... oh, never mind. 
Okay, great, great. <laughs> the record <laughs> stricken <laughs> from the record. When we're done recording, I can. I was just gonna talk scheduling, so we don't need to record. Yeah, I know. We know. We'll we'll figure that out in the in the chat. Okay. But uh, it it was a pleasure. Uh, and thank you all the one to five people listening to this. It's it's been nice. We'll see you next time.